When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's kill it. Let's. I'm hyped. All right, this is going to be the best episode of all time. You ready? I'm freaking ready. ready. All right, everybody, welcome to The Crunch, episode 7. It's October 23rd, 2016. My name is Ethan, a.k.a. Uh, Bropostle on Twitter. My name is Patrick, a.k.a. at Catholic Pat. Way to not say your last name that time. I'm really proud of you. I know, I'm so proud of myself. Last time we tried to record this episode, when Patrick's microphone exploded in the middle of it, he said his last name, and I was going to have to bleep over it, because he doesn't want his livelihood to be destroyed by heart faithful catholic listeners <laughs> so that's something that they would totally do. identity theft identity theft isn't funny ethan yeah millions of families suffer every year to quote hannah williams gift theft is the first step to identity theft i don't know if you saw that or not but we were posting <laughs> gifts and it's all about this catholic girl which we're not talking about ever <laughs> it'll never be a topic on this podcast all right um how was your retreat this past weekend, it's good. It was really, yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah, I um, we went to Catholic Family Land. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah, the state of Nebraska. <laughs> that joke was so funny last time <laughs> and this time. Oh, I'm the most funny person I know. All right, tell me so, more about Catholic Family Land. I don't know anything about it. It's like this retreat center for families. It's run by an apostolate of consecrated um, celibate um, laity. So they run this uh, camp for over the summer for um, for families, and it's like the the apostolate for family consecration, and they help families consecrate themselves to Our Lady and to Divine Mercy. It's really so it's like a summer camp so for they, families. They have, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. They, yeah, they also have a retreat house and a beautiful chapel, which is where we were. It's this like it's a huge chapel. It's uh, there's like the back wall of it is like 30 feet high and comes to a point and it's like stained glass all over the it's awesome that's super dank and, uh, it is dank yeah i'm jealous uh, uh oh wait what what was our topic uh i'll get to it oh, okay all right I'll, well i want to tell about my weekend this weekend uh, oh, it was homecoming right. homecoming game k-state v texas we kicked their butts k-state owns texas no lie if you're from texas and you're listening to this i'm sorry but K-State's just better than you. Sorry. not. I'm not saying the whole state of Kansas because KU is here, and they are most definitely not better than you or anyone in football. <laughs> so, yeah. They have a new uniform. They have a different uniform for every game. But they last season they didn't win any games. I think this season they've won one so far. But they're just they're disgraceful. It's it's terrible. Basketball is a whole other story. Basketball, they can, they're can they chotches about that, but it's we don't need to get into it. <laughs> It was a good weekend. Went to the game. Had some fun. The left half of my face got sunburned, which is super annoying. You can't talk to me about white privilege until you've had half of your face sunburned in late October. <laughs> that is, I'm sick and tired of hearing about that when I have to deal with these struggles 
ever since I was a kid, if you don't get sunburned like that, you don't you don't you don't know what it's like. You're you're privileged in your own way. As a Floridian, I concur. As a as an Ita- as an Irish person living in Florida, I concur. You're not living in Florida. You're in Ohio. Every day. Is there sun in Ohio? Yeah, sometimes. Really? If God is feeling especially merciful that day. That's kind of that's good. Good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> All right. Um let's let's do this. Let's get into this. No more no more banter. No more silliness. We're going to get right to the topic to teach you how to live Catholicism for the low price of 19.95. Are you ready? Yep. Actually, please pay us. We have to figure out how we're going to pay to get this on iTunes. Anyway. Oh, yeah, also sure. we're on iTunes. Hopefully you're listening to this on iTunes because this is not going to be uploaded on SoundCloud. So if you're listening to this, you are listening on iTunes, which is great. But make sure you know everybody else knows that it's on iTunes. All right, yeah. good. We got that out of the way. I forgot the, to, yep. s- to mention that at the beginning. All right, um, so this week I was in the shower and thinking because I don't – I mean what else is there to do in the shower? Clean yourself? Dumb. So I was <laughs> thinking about uh, the podcast and church stuff and I th- was thought that a really good topic that should be addressed is how we talk about our faith with other people, um, especially Catholicism, but Christianity in general also could benefit from – kind of learning about this, Catholics and Protestants, um, but how how to respond when people ask us questions about the faith and how to initiate conversations with other people, um, maybe that are in our schools, in our workplace, um, in our even in our churches that maybe don't adhere to the faith um, as well as we do. Or not that we do it well, but you know what I mean. They don't... Uh, <laughs> what am I trying to say? I'm not trying to call people out, but... People who go to church... You're trying to say... What am I trying to say? You're trying to say, thank God that I'm not like this Pharisee <laughs> or this tax collector. Yeah, there. Thank. Yeah, like you're trying to talk to a tax collector, right? And he's a dirty, dirty sinner, and you just <laughs> want to get him to the same level that you're at, and you want to you want to make sure that you're as holy. He's as holy as you are, and that's really the the whole point of the thing. Um, so what the foot in Ethan's mouth is trying to say yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> how to, how to talk about Jesus with people. When it's difficult. Boom. Thank you for making that much easier to say than what I was saying. All right. I'm good. I'm good at everything. All right. So do you understand where I'm coming from? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you? Yes. In fact, something happened today. Really? That relates to this topic. Um, I was at I was at breakfast this morning. Right. At this like tiny little diner. Um, Sunday afternoon breakfast, like brunch, whatever. It's great. I sit down and we're at like this huge group of people. And I'm in a booth, and right behind me is this group of, like, uh, an old, an older lady and, I guess, her son. And she turns around, and she's like, oh, you're from that university, right? Talking about Franciscan, because I go <laughs> to Franciscan. Go to Franciscan? Uh, I do go to Franciscan. And she's like, oh, that's that's awesome. I, I used to be Catholic. Now I go to, like, Weirton Covenant Christian Church. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And so we got to talking, and she kind of told me background about herself, and she's like, Oh, so like, are you a theology major? And I was like, yeah. And she said, I have a question. And I was so pumped. Boom. I was like, all right, we're about to throw down some theology Cracks knuckles, on this girl. Like, puts on crusader outfit. Deus Volt. Deus Volt. About to Deus Volt She's the crap about, out of this lady. You're about to get evangelized. <laughs> and she was just like, why do customs in the Old Testament not apply anymore? And I was like, 
Okay, I mean, that's a fun question, but it's not, you know, denominational, so why am I even talking to you? Uh, <laughs> no, no, Patrick, that's not what we say. I, I answered her question, and we talked about the weather, and we ended the conversation. And everything in my being wanted to ask her why she left the Catholic Church. Everything. I was like, I want, I want her to tell me all about that priest that told her she was excommunicated, and I want to, I want to hear all about the, um, the, uh, the, the, she just didn't, she wasn't feeling fed. I want to hear all about that. And she was like, she didn't, she didn't say anything about that. She didn't tell me why she left, and I didn't get to rant about Catholicism. Um, but you know, like th- that was what my first instinct was. But like something kind of inclined me away from that. I was like, you know, maybe she's experienced too much of that from the Catholic Church. Maybe she's heard all the arguments that I can give. You know, maybe God just wants me to encounter her and talk to this woman and because she's going to a Bible study at a Catholic church. She's not dry and parched from Catholicism. She's she's within the sight of the church mm-hmm. and she's on her way. So that maybe like I just needed to be a push. I didn't need to be like the end result, you know. Right. And I think that's just a perfect lead-in to what we need to start doing, what we need to start we, we need to understand is that we need to humble ourselves, much like you humbled yourself when you were talking to this lady, that we aren't theologians, we aren't Scott Hahn, we don't know everything. Um, for some of us, so that's that's for one end of the spectrum. For one, for some of us, we just want to sit down and talk about the church with these people and like, why did you convert? Like, what about this? What about this? Have you thought about that? Because um, we know and we love to learn about the church and we just want to spread that with people. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's also this other side of people that maybe don't know a lot about their faith. Maybe they, um, you know, they went to CCD classes when they were younger and they didn't really get too into it. And now they go every so often. When people kind of bring up the church, um, they know that they believe in the Catholic church, but they don't necessarily know all the ins and outs and the exact paragraph of the catechism to cite when, uh, you know, a certain question arises or when they want to ask someone about something. And so um, I think that there needs to be a two-pronged approach that hits both groups in order to get the Catholic Church back on track kind of in our outreach and our outreach you know what I mean like outreach is my favorite subject because I'm the outreach chair at my Newman Center and so I know all about this stuff not that I'm good at it but I do know in theory what should happen you know <laughs> so we need to there needs to be humility which is the first step right on both sides humility on the side of the people that are super excited and are ready to proselytize that um, exactly what you said no now's not the time you know, I just need to have an encounter with this person. And humility on the side of the other, where they're saying, all right, I don't know as much as I should. Um, maybe it's time to start learning about things. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? How can we practically, for both sides, how can that be a practical thing in the conversations that we have every day? I don't understand the question. I don't either. How can we, how can we, so let's say you're at school, right? Let's say you're at school and somebody yeah. comes up to you, not Franciscan. Franciscan does not count because it's not <laughs> fair, right? So let's say I'm in one of my classes, right? And um, somebody's talking to me about what they're what they're doing tonight. And I'm going to daily mass and I mention, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to daily mass. You know, and they're like, oh, why do you guys, you know, like this literally happened to me the other day. We were building our float for homecoming, which is great. And some guy comes up and he goes, hey, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah, sure. What's up? He goes, it's a Catholic question. I'm like, oh, great. Exactly like you. I was like, you know, ready to go. <laughs> And he's like, why do you guys sit and kneel and stand, you know? And, like, I gave him the answer or whatever, but I didn't shy away from it. I didn't shy away from – because I knew the guy fairly well. I didn't shy away from 
answering his question, telling him more because he seemed genuinely interested, asking him, you know, where he stood and everything. And um, but that only worked because I knew him. He's one of my fraternity brothers, and I knew him as a friend. That doesn't work yeah. if somebody just meets you and comes up and talks to you. So, what do you think is the difference between someone you know well and someone you don't know well, and what that needs to look like in our conversations? Is that a better question? That story. Yes, that is a better question. Okay, there you go. That story brought up two points. Yeah. Like, definitely befriending someone. Like, um, evangelization happens on a relational level. It's, you know, Jesus was eating with sinners. He wasn't, like, saying hi to them in the hallway, you know? Right. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of hallway evangelization where you're just like, I'm going to just act like Christ and people. Anyway. What was he doing while he was sitting with them? He wasn't berating them for their sin the entire time. He was sitting with them, listening to them, understanding who they were, and learning about them. And that's that's relational ministry. And what will happen is that person that you're a friend with will come up to you and ask you a question. Because the first thing they'll think of when they, they think of something Catholic, they'll think, wait, I know this person who's Catholic who loves me. And they will answer this question, and they won't be mad at me for answering this question. The other, the other point that brings up that may, that the other thing that Catholicism, Catholicism, asking a question. It's never like uh, I think First Peter three fifteen is like always pre- be prepared to give an answer. It's never like always be prepared to ask people questions about what they believe. You know, <laughs> so you always be prepared to interrogate. Um, he came up and asked you a question. That's kind of mm-hmm. how Jesus did it too. It's like, Lord, what must we do to receive eternal life? Lord, what is the greatest commandment? You know, that sort of stuff. Because if people walk up to you and ask you these questions, you kind of just have to sit and wait for people to ask you questions. And then like, you just give them the answer. So that's why theology is important so that you can answer questions, right. not so that you can make people ask you questions so you can answer them easily. But here's the thing is that I don't think that we should totally shy away from asking questions ourselves to other people. I don't think we should be afraid of, like, being too interrogational. I think we should be afraid of that. Let me rephrase. So yeah. <laughs> let me give some context. So I like to go on coffee dates, right, with boys and men. You know, when I say date, I mean, like, I like to get coffee with people, you know. <laughs> boys and men. I meant to say girls and boys. <laughs> Sounds super weird. I heard that. I was, I was just going <laughs> to brush over it. It's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's not weird, I promise. Um... <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. I like to go and get coffee with people and um, hang out and talk to them about stuff. And um, normally, so I went and got coffee with a girl, and she's a she's a Protestant, and I just wanted to learn more about her. And we were there for quite a long time. It's not that we were like into each other or anything, but we just had, generally had good conversation. And it's because I kept asking her questions, and she was responding to those, and then she would ask me questions, and they weren't. Inter- like they weren't interrogation questions. They were, um, what do you think about this? Why do you think that? Not, why don't you believe this way or why don't you believe that way? It was more of a positive, uh, responsorial question that opens people up and helps you learn about them and how they think and who they are, which is really good just on like creating relationships, but also it gives you a deeper understanding of other people's beliefs which is something we don't have a lot as Catholics because we're afraid to talk about it because we don't know a lot of the times. And we're afraid to ask those questions because we're afraid that we don't know like how they're going to respond and then how we're, we're going to need to respond. So I think asking questions is one of the most important tools in conversation that gets severely underutilized because we don't want to seem like we're interrogating. 
Yeah, so you bring up a good point, and I would like to amend what I said okay. because I feel like we both just said kind of different messages. I kind of said don't ask questions, and you said do. I think that asking questions in that sense is good. Asking questions about, like, so what do you believe about this as opposed to why don't you believe in the Eucharist? Why right. did you leave the Catholic Church? Yeah. Why are you a pagan? Stuff like that. Why are you a pagan? Um, why are you a pagan? Why didn't about, you join the Crusades? <laughs> I what I was what I was talking to my friend after the fact of that conversation, and I said, you know, I he was like, I, I noticed you held back a little bit, and I was like, yeah, I've actually learned to hold back more mm-hmm. during conversations and kind of just draw things out of people as opposed to just like hammering them with what I want to talk about. And um, I included in that, I was like, I hold back a lot, including my liberal use of the word pagan. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing, is that so important? We need to understand that we don't, nobody cares about what we have to say. I mean, some people do. But for the most part, (laughs) if you aren't good friends with someone and you don't already have that relationship established where you can freely ask each other things and learn about each other and all this stuff, if you've just just met someone or you know someone in class or it's just kind of a one-off interaction... They want to talk about them. They want to talk about themselves. People are inherently egotistical. They they love people love to hear the sound of their own voice. Hence why I do a podcast. You know what <laughs> I mean? And people just want to just want to hear themselves, you know, talk about these things. Sometimes they may not have an outlet um to talk about faith. Maybe they're an atheist, maybe they're a diehard evangelical Christian, doesn't matter. A lot of times since faith is so such a private thing it's told to just be stay in the church stay in your home don't bring it anywhere else you know a lot of the times there's no outlet for this kind of thing and i think that we as good catholics need to be there for people it's a it's a it's a it's a charitable thing it's a merciful thing to listen to someone and to care about what they have to say we can't just go around deriding people and yelling at them but we also can't shy away from these conversations it has to be as we have to meet in the middle it's a both and which, if you yeah. haven't noticed, is a theme of this Catholic Church thing over the past 2,000 years. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. <laughs> I don't know. What else do you think about that? I agree. I heard a an, an analogy yeah. or a fun little phrase right. recently. Uh, beers versus bombs or beers versus bazookas. People like beer. People don't like bombs. As much as we want to just like carpet bomb people with truth and like champion the phrase, the truth is like a lion, let it out and it oh. will defend itself. Oh, you know, that's like, so, it's such a good quote, but it gets so misused by people. Yeah, it's as much as we want to just like blitzkrieg people <laughs> until they convert. Like that's people like beer better. Just people like sitting and drinking and talking to people. Mm-hmm. And if that's if that's not conducive to your age, then coffee, um, coffee or carpet bomb. Car- coffee or carpet bomb. <laughs> beers or bombs. Oh man. Credit to credit to Bob Lesnevsky, otherwise known as Righteous B. Oh, that Righteous quote. B. Yeah, I used to listen to his raps when I was in high school. That's Dude, the only he works at Franciscan. That's the only hip hop music that I could stand was Righteous, Righteous B. B. He's not on Spotify, cool. which makes me super upset that I can't go back and relive 
my high school days listening <laughs> to him. But whatever. I agree. Yeah. I'm going to whip out another quote from Catching Foxes that I think I've used before in this podcast. But it's um, people aren't searching for truth. They're searching for happiness. Mm-hmm. And happiness will ultimately lead them to the truth, of course. But you have to start with – you can't start with truth or else you're going to drive people away. And that's just by the nature of truth and from the nature of our society and our culture that people, when they hear the truth and they don't immediately agree with it, they're going to run away from it. Mm -hmm. And that's just literally just look at our culture if you don't see what I'm talking about. You know, if you tell someone that the Eucharist is true and that Jesus Christ is fully present, you know, body, blood, soul, and divinity, they're going to freak out and then probably, you know, not want to talk to you ever again if you just start, you know, bombing them with that and they don't they don't they won't know how to respond but if you start with you know having a conversation if you start by you know casually like learning about their family learning about who they are where they've come from making them laugh letting them make you laugh then some happiness enters then you have a friendship then you have something that you can build on maybe you maybe you send each other some dank memes about about you know (laughs) faith or whatever and and they get happiness that way but you happiness has to come first there has to be joy there has to be friendship there has to be something has to be cultivated before the truth can start to come in because you have to uproot the lies that people have been told by society this is not to say you should hijack your friendships and try to make them all about church but if somebody's wanting to enter a kind of relationship with you like a friendship that they want to learn more about the faith and they're open to it then these are the things that you have to keep in mind very few people have intellectual conversions, I think. Yep. And I think that we wish pe- more people would have intellectual conversions because it's easier to kind of think we can manufacture mm-hmm. an intellectual conversion. Once we're already on this side of the of the fence, we can just say, oh, just think about it this way, and it'll be so easy for you to just come over here and think like us, yeah. you know? No, it's – no, we're not. We're not that smart. Yeah, and I, I – I get that way. I get that way with with my girlfriend. Every time mm-hmm. I talk to her about like the certain aspects of the faith that she doesn't agree with, I'm always like, no, no, no. Like, look, look at it like this, and look at like this part of history, and and the early Christians did this, and and the Book of Maccabees has this, and I know you don't believe in that, but that's why you should. And and see, look, look here, look here, look here, look here. Like, I, I take all these classes, cite source, cite source, cite source, and I'm like, she's not gonna, she's not gonna come to Catholicism unless she has an encounter with those aspects of our faith specifically i've said before she believes in the eucharist she's gone to adoration and subliminal conferences but it's you know in terms of like confession she needs to have a personal reason with christ you know a personal relationship and for people that aren't christian at all it's especially important because you really can't reason the person of christ it's really difficult to reason the Mm -hmm. person of christ because um God becoming man and sacrificing himself is completely illogical, and we, we, we'd never come to that on our own. Right. So, And that is hard for a lot of people to grasp. But if you put it into human terms, think if somebody came up to you that um, wasn't always the nicest to you, you know, was mean, made a lot of jokes at your expense um, in their interactions with you, but then they told you, hey, I love you. You'd be like, what the heck? What are you talking about? And they'd be like, I love you. I know that I love you. It's true that I love you. And you'd be like, what? No, that's not. I mean, there's no way that there's any love here because there's no way that you feel anything for me. You know what I mean? Because you've treated me this way. 
It's the same for the faith, right? You can't just say, oh, Jesus loves you because, you know, we have this church here that he founded to prove it to you. And a lot of people will say, well, no, I don't, I don't feel anything from Jesus. I've never felt anything. How am I supposed to know? It's the same kind of doubt, but we like to, because we're already in the church and we already see that, oh, this is so obviously true, even when I don't feel something, that it should be that way for everyone. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get flack to these Steubenville conferences and these, like, I see you know, people talking crap on, you know, Seek and Focus and all this stuff because, oh, it's too emotional. It's, there's not too much, you know, on the truth and the blah, 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 blah. like, first of all, shut up. Second of all, not everybody is where we're at. Not everybody is in the church. Yeah. I'm guessing that a lot of people listening to this podcast are are in it. They're bought in. You know, they're here. They go to mass. Good, great, good for you. But I guarantee you that you who are listening to this, you have tons of friends that are on the edge that have never felt anything. Mm-hmm. They need to feel something, and you have a responsibility to help them get there. If you look at it like this, if you're... If you're in a marriage and you're not feeling emotion 24-7, that's okay, mm-hmm. right? You, you're not always going to feel it. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a marriage and you've never felt anything yeah. towards that person yeah. ever, that's bad. bad. And so, no bueno. Um, so, turds to Tommy T for a tweet a couple of days ago that said, um, why don't we give thousands of dollars? Why don't we donate $800 to the poor and go spend a week in Eucharistic adoration? Yeah, that made like, me so mad. It's like, are you kidding yeah, me? That, that was, would do that absolutely the nothing thing for I've the ever people heard him say. that aren't in the church yet, that aren't dedicated, that haven't had a conversion to their first conversion to Christ. Some college students haven't had their first conversion to Christ yet. And that's what Seek provides for thousands and thousands of young people. And if you think yeah. that just plopping them in an adoration chapel is just going to solve the issue... You're more near no more you're more nearsighted than I am when I take my contacts out, you know? <laughs> burn. Burn. Sick burn. No, it's true. At Tommy Ty. Follow me back and we'll I'll roast you. This is um this is officially the nail in the coffin. Tommy will never follow us. Probably. But I didn't really want to, <laughs> I mean he's like a how old is he? He's old. I don't want old people to follow me. He's not that old. He's pretty old. Whatever. <laughs> Stupid. He's not going to listen to this. That's okay. He has his own podcast, The Smokestack. <laughs> the Smokestack. Kidding. It's called The Chimney. It's actually not bad if you guys haven't heard of it. Go listen to it. Um. Yeah, I've been on there once. I've never been on there. <laughs> but we're not going to get into this. We're not. We're not going to get into a uh, Twitter measuring contest between the two of us to see who's better. It's very obvious. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean. We we talked about social media now last week. Yeah. That was our last podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was supposed to be one in between. There was, but Patrick sent me a file full of static. We um, we talked we... about social media last week, yeah. and that has a lot to do with evangelization. It's true. Um, and something that you know, a lot of a lot of Twitter accounts do this unintentionally. What you're talking about, like if you if you have someone that set, that hates you all the time and says nothing but bad things about you, and then walks up to you and says, "I love you." Mm-hmm that's that's incompatible and i feel like oftentimes a lot of catholic twitter will just crap storm on people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of other of other faiths and it's like protestants are this and this is bad and it's like so funny how intellectually poor other religions are and i'm so guilty of this too yeah. especially when it comes to certain we all do it cults. and that's that's just human nature is just 
tribal us versus them. Yeah, it's and even worse on Twitter becomes, when it's an echo chamber. Yeah, and when we're surrounded by people who all agree, and then imagine like imagine you're if 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 Sarah went back to like my tweets three years ago, oh, she'd break she up would with you probably. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> if if three years ago she saw my tweets, she would not be dating me. Yeah, because I mean I was super anti-Protestant, and because it was fun and it was easy to build straw men out of people and just tear them down. Ugh. But that's not what Christ did, and so that's not what we should do, even though we do it all the time. So turds to all of us. We should have a whole episode on bad straw man arguments and just yeah. ripping them apart. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. No. We might do that. We might do that. I don't have anything else to add to this topic. I just thought it was... I needed to say something, and I wanted to hear your thoughts, mm-hmm. and... Excuse me. I thought that was a good... <laughs> <laughs> My mom's going to listen to this and text me and said, I can't believe you burped in the podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you had that terrible imitation of me after you burped in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't have anything else to add. Do you have anything else to add to this? I mean, I have one quick thing to yeah, add. Yeah, go for we, it. Evangelization is the mission of the church, and uh, we can't afford to be bad at it. Boom. Um, and don't worry about being as good as someone else because... Um, we all evangelize in our own way, and um, some of us make fire life. tweets. Some of us don't. Some of us go live in slums and build missions. That's true. And yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, <laughs> evangelization. Um, it starts with a small group, and you can't evangelize everyone. So just do what Mother Teresa did, and when. She's like, we just have to begin with... She walks walks up into Calcutta, sees thousands of people on the street dying. Mm-hmm. She just walks up to the first one she sees, picks him up, and cures him. You know? Just one by one. It's hard work, but... So basically, if you're not you're Mother Teresa, obligated. you are failing the church. You might as well leave. That's the point, point of the podcast. But yeah, anyway, that was a good one. Um, before I say anything else, I need to give a shout out to my brother because he's been asking for one for like four weeks and I keep forgetting. So Alex, <laughs> if you're listening to this, shout out to you. Quit texting me. All right. <laughs> We're done. We got that. That's good. <laughs> um, podcast is on iTunes now. You're listening to it. You're checking it out. Um, we won't be uploading on SoundCloud anymore. The first or the most recent episodes or the last whichever episodes are on soundcloud are just going to stay on there so if you want to really listen to them we're not going to delete them or anything so go check those out um hopefully we'll be uploading every sunday don't really know how often that's going to happen because we do it really late in the day like today or we just forget and we have to do it on monday but we'll try to get it more regular um is there anything else I have nothing else that I need to say. I can't. I can't remember if there's anything else. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, thanks for listening. Tell your friends, please. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Rate the podcast. We need money. Rate the podcast on uh, iTunes. Give us five stars or four, three or two, whatever you think we deserve. Um, Just not one. That'll really hurt ourselves. Yeah. If you if you've watched the new uh, season of Black Mirror, the first episode is kind of making me hesitant to ask for five stars, but. 
if you haven't watched it, go and watch the first episode. Maybe not watch the rest of the season because it's kind of emotionally intense, but eh, your call. It's a good show. Anyway, rate us five stars. Um, we'll pray for you. Please pray for us. And we'll uh, see you on the Twitters. Peace out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.